It's the Financial Fundamentals Show with your host, Alec P. Tuckman, fiduciary financial advisor. He is the son of two award-winning economics professors. His brother is a day trader, his uncle an entrepreneur. His grandfather ran a successful foundation. He's been learning how money makes money since he was in diapers. Today, you'll learn some of the most important financial information and wealth building techniques available. And now, here's your host, Alec Tuckman. Hello, listening audience. Welcome to the Financial Fundamental Show with Alec Tuckman, advisor, and Robin Roth, trustee sidekick. We are demystifying finance one podcast at a time and having a darned jolly time doing it. Consider this the stuff they should have taught you in school, but couldn't figure out themselves. Today we'll be talking about maestro drumroll, taxes. Ugh, possibly the most exciting topic in the world behind watching paint dry on the wall and watching my toenails grow, maybe. Spoken like someone who has no money. And confirmed by someone who probably does have money. Cute. Before we begin here, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You don't oh. talk, you don't write. Too much, baby. Too much. All secretive. Secret. Like what? Spill it. All right. I was feeling under the weather, but I got over it. I was worried I caught COVID. But so far, missed that bullet. Knock on wood. Oh, and there Alec goes scooting his chair further away from me as I say this. <laughs> How on earth did you manage not to catch COVID after all these years? I've had it, and I know my family has had it. My entire family has well, had it. First of all, I don't have kids. I've been very careful. Six feet away, always. Mask always. Gloves. No fun. I Ever. No way. I don't go out. It's been years. My Postmate delivery driver is my best friend now. It's kind of sad. Does he drop it off outside? Yes. I wipe everything down. I sit in the doorway. He's on my bench outside. He's usually shivering in the cold. And my boyfriend's sick of me and probably wants to strangle me because we live two feet from each other, 24-7-365. Lovely. So I got a question for you. What's that? What is a tax strategy? Well, at the risk of stating the obvious, I'm guessing it's a strategy involving tax. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. But let's go into a little deeper dive, shall we? As long as there's water in the pool. Let's do it. And let me predicate this conversation with a short disclaimer by saying, we, number one, we're not CPAs. I really am not. tax attorneys. No. And as investors, you should always consult your tax professional before embarking on any new strategy, nor is this to be construed as financial advice. Noted. Good, sir. Carry on. So simply put, a tax strategy is a sound financial plan to help minimize and mitigate your tax burden. You want to hear about a burden? Try being born in my home by a pushy mother from the Bronx. <laughs> or a pushy father from Brooklyn. Touche. Uh-oh. A lot of investors may have heard this term and even know that they need to have one, but they may not know where to begin or how to implement said strategy. Uh, I'm raising my hand. I would be one of those said investors. Okay, so. so let's start with a goal. What is the goal of a tax strategy? Doing something about taxes. Like running and hiding when the tax man comes knocking on your door for a surprise audit that may or may not have happened to me in the past. That will only get you so far for so long. The goal is really one simple thing. Which is? Decrease your overall tax burden. 
Oh, well, that sounds simple enough. For most investors, the focus is primarily on growth. After all, it is your hard-earned money at stake, and that's why taxes may not even be on their minds, unless, of course, it's time to pay them. Oh, that's so me. I get, in my mind, I can hear people having a conversation. Oh, look, honey, it's April. Time to visit Bill the CPA again. At the last minute, of course, when he's bombarded with a 1,000 clients and working till 2 a.m., can't we just email him our stuff, or do we actually have to drive there this time? Oh, Yeah, or get that extension. Yeah, that conversation does seem to have a certain familiarity. Luckily, I've forgotten it since it's been a year. (laughs) Like most people. Unfortunately, because he is overwhelmed, Bill, the CPA, may only be focused on doing your return. I get it, Bill, the CPA. (laughs) Then going on to the next return, Mm. right? That's typically, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just typically the CPA's business model. But did he give you thoughts on actually paying less each year on taxes? Did he give you direction on how to legally reduce your taxable income? Never in the history of him doing my taxes or probably anyone else's. He did give me a a mini baby Ruth bar. (laughs) That's probably been sitting there for two years in this candy bowl, right? Yeah, well, maybe he asked how much square footage you have in your home so you could account for the home office, or maybe he gave you a form to encourage you to save receipts and write off some things for that side gig or property. Not even. More like, pay up, woman. Hmm. Well, like most investors, you may believe that taxes are added, aren't in your control. And the good news is that may not be the case. Okay, well, maybe this won't be such a dull episode after all. You got my attention. Oh, that's not easy to do. When you look at the money game, when you look at the- How do you know I have ADHD? <laughs> that was just an educated you, guess. You noticed? I, I didn't go looking at and violate any HIPAA laws, not, don't worry. Not really diagnosed. <laughs> so when you look at the money game as a whole, it's not about making the money, not just about making the money, but it's about investing it, it's about protecting it, it's about taking it out where it's tax advantageous. Amen to that. I want to pay more taxes, said no one ever in the history of mankind. So it's just part of the money game. And I hate to use the word game and money in the same sentence, but it sort of is. Because if you know the rules of the game, you have a much better chance of winning at that game than someone who doesn't know the rules. That would be 30% of people sitting at poker tables across the city of Las Vegas right now. Uh, Yes, and we don't like to gamble here. No. I can tell you I personally have spent a considerable amount of time obsessing and learning at every opportunity about taxes and tax strategy, going through book after book, classes, seminars, webinars over the years. It has been my own personal obsession. And as a full-service firm, we have partnered with a variety of different professionals to bring as much value as we can with our clients. Those professionals include CPAs, tax attorneys, and more. We frequently reach out to our partners and ask them for their take on tax strategy and just want to get their input and find out more ways we can help clients. And the feedback we've acquired is nothing short of eye-popping. But before we get into the details, let's answer another important question. Which is, I'm so excited. Who needs a tax strategy? Boom! Well, wouldn't that be every man, woman, and child living on the planet? Yes, and it's important to note that a tax strategy is more than a wish. That's so romantic, Alec. Wanting the tax code to be a certain way is different than actually knowing the rules. And I say this because we once had a client come in, a small business owner, very smart, sophisticated woman 
who said she did her own taxes using TurboTax. And because of the fact that she didn't know the rules, even with the software, she would have to convince herself that this is how she thought the tax code should go. That may not be the best strategy, especially if the IRS comes knocking on your, her door for money she still owes in back taxes. Ooh, yeah, that would be my worst nightmare, an audit. Well, that and my wisdom teeth being pulled out a second time. But I would still rather pull the wisdom teeth out because that would be faster and less painful, honestly. <laughs> Indeed. Once upon a time, you may not have been making very much money in your life. And hence, you may not have paid, you may have paid little to no taxes on your investments. Maybe you even look forward to tax season because you got a refund. Guilty. I mean, that covers my rent for like two months and my bar tab for maybe one week. Well, now that you're a star performer at your firm or company. Or podcast job? Ha, huh, exactly. You may have entered into the six-figure club. Oh, sounds delightful, but nope, not me. Now that this has happened, your taxes may be more. And maybe you have, you have to pay the IRS at the end of the year instead of them paying you. Cutting that check to the IRS is not fun. No, it's not. That's why it's important to have a tax strategy to potentially ease your tax burden. Having a tax strategy in place is having a plan of action that reduces your taxable amount regardless of your investments, your income, even your overall financial situation. Well, I want to do that even without investments, income, or having a financial situation. One of the many reasons people seek out a financial advisor is to get help with their taxes, whether that means working in conjunction with a partnered CPA or RCPA or uh, a tax attorney or a tax strategist. The goal is to find ways to reduce the investor's overall tax burden when investing. The dream team of taxes? Exactly. There is no other factor more important, in our opinion, than addressing the tax issue. Not instrument, not asset class, not rate of return. Holding on to as much of your money as you can should be priority number one. So you do the taxes? There is a big difference between preparing a tax return versus sitting down with a professional that has worked with other high net worth investors and has experienced and generated ideas and planning to mitigate those taxes. We're talking about creating a roadmap to reduce the amount you are taxed. Roadmaps are good. Hey, remember Thomas Guides? We don't have those anymore. The good old days. Now I want to go on a road trip. <laughs> Any CPA or tax preparer can prepare your return. What people usually want from their CPA and don't get is the advice to reduce the taxes, not just tell you how much you owe. That is where we come in. That is how we build value for our clients. Tax strategy can be a complex process, and we use software in some cases to figure out the best course of action. What strategy is best for you depends on what you are trying to accomplish, whether the end result is for you or beneficiaries or charity, how much income you generate, and whether you have short or long-term capital gains when you are looking to mitigate. Well, okay, what's the difference? Short-term capital gains is taxed differently than long-term capital gains. When you sell an appreciated asset, stocks, bonds, house, how much tax you pay may be based on how long you've held the asset. If you day trade, for example, your brokerage account or whatever, that will probably be taxed as short-term capital gains, which is usually at your ordinary income level. If, for example, you are selling a home you lived in, 
for a few years, then that will more than likely be taxed as long-term capital gains, which means possibly less in taxes. Long-term capital gains rates are taxed at either 0, 15, or 20%, depending on your income. You're right. This is getting complex. Tax returns are like fingerprints. Every return is completely different based on that investor's goals and investments. I am trying to keep it simple here and make gross generalizations, but there are several layers of strategies ranging from the basics, which most people have as deductions like being married, having kids, owning a home, to more complex strategies like selling a significant amount of stock, highly appreciated real estate, or, or even a business. Well, none of which I have, which means I'm probably paying more in taxes? Not necessarily. We live in a progressive tax system. So the way it works with the American taxation system is on, let's say, for the first zero to $10,000 that you make, you're taxed such and such amount. Then the next $10,000 to the next $41,000, you're taxed on a different amount. And that applies on everyone from you to Bill Gates to Jeff Bezos. Well, that's good to know. I mean, better than being taxed a flat amount, I guess, right? Yes. yes. Do you think the general population out there would be fighting hard for a flat tax? Remember 999? 999, you spoiled German toddler. (laughs) (laughs) That was the campaign promise by uh, Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain back in 2012. Huh to start a flat taxation system in our country, which apparently wasn't so popular with the voting masses. Yeah, didn't he sell pizza? Yeah, he was the CEO of Godfather's Pizza Chain. So technically, yeah, I guess you could say that. Although understand the government wants to encourage certain behavior in its citizens because it helps the economy and in in a roundabout way helps the government. For example, the government wants you to own a home and have kids because if you have these responsibilities, you're probably too busy mowing the lawn and fixing that home and taking care of those kids than protesting on the White House steps. So it's in the government's best interest to encourage those certain behaviors like home ownership and the birth of your children. Too bad they don't encourage heavy partying, chocolate consumption, and uh, spa treatments. I don't think spa treatments would really benefit any government agenda, although I guess you make the argument you would be too busy doing the spa treatments than protesting on the White House steps. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Hey, if I could get a tax deduction for it, think of how great I would feel all the time. I'm going to work that in. (laughs) So to reiterate the point, working with an experienced financial advisor may give you an opportunity to develop a tax strategy that optimizes investment income. Basically, a tax strategy is an ethical and moral method of paying the least amount of taxes owed by law. There is nothing, and let me emphasize this, there's nothing un-American about paying less in tax. That is what makes our country great. I thought it was our amazing romantic comedies and superhero movies that make our country great. Oh, and Tom Hanks. He's a national treasure. (laughs) There's a famous quote by a U.S. appeals court judge named Judge Learned Hand. Learned Hand? Some jokes just write themselves. The hand that doesn't feed you? What about the unlearned hand? Uh, There's something there. Anyway, he once said, there are two, very famous quote, by the way, there are two systems of taxation in our country, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. Which category would you rather be in, Robin? The one where I'm paying nothing, like ever. Where's that system? On Mars? Hey, 
They got the rocket for it. Sign me up. After ruling over a tax case, uh, Halvering versus Gregory or something in 1934, he said, and there's a very famous quote here, anyone may arrange his affairs so that his taxes shall be as low as possible. He is not bound to choose that pattern which best pays the treasury. There is not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes. Over and over again, the courts have said that there is nothing sinister in so arranging affairs as to keep taxes as low as possible. Everyone does it, rich and poor alike, and all do it right, for nobody owes and public duty to pay more than the law demands. Oh, I can hear the sweeping soundtrack behind that. He's a wise <laughs> man. I mean, he had me at no taxes. Right? He had me at no taxes. And here we are, almost 90 years later, still reflecting on that quote. It doesn't matter if you make $50,000 a year or $5 million a year. With all of the deferral opportunities, the exclusions, credits, and tax deductions available, it does take some work and effort. But if you are willing to do that work, it may pay off handsomely in the end. But if you don't know about the opportunities and don't take advantage of them, or if you don't know what you're missing out on, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so what are some of these strategies? I can't wait. All right, so that's a very broad question, and hence I will answer it in a very broad way. Hey, who are you calling a broad? Uh-huh. So some strategies will be more immediate. Some pay off a few years down the line, some later in retirement. Some will help out your beneficiaries, meaning when you pass on, you're not going to get these benefits. They will. But most strategies, all of them really have their pros and cons, and there are no perfect solutions out there. I had an old boss, and whenever I made a mistake, she'd always say, we must strive for perfection, even though we may never attain it. That's pessimistic. I know, right? All right, so some basic considerations that may include asking, what is the size of your purchase or sale? What's the time frame we're working with? Are you a small business owner or W-2 employee? What are the limitations for deductions and exemptions? Are you taking depreciation? The list goes on. Making a list, checking it twice. Right, and there's a lot to consider there. Uh, but we can start with basic education of lifestyle changes, and whether you choose to do them is up to you. But we make our clients aware of some of the more popular strategies and laws, like having a family and a house. We already talked about that. Uh, we have opportunities like the 401k at work. We can start an individual account. You can do things like backdoor conversions or mega backdoor Roths. Mega Roth. Is there a super duper Roth too? Look, I don't make these names up. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Ooh, I got to find that <laughs> that Gmail address, Mega Roth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds like a rock band. We work with some business brokers and commercial real estate agents and their clients. And depending on whether you have a highly appreciated asset you're looking to liquidate, if the value is over $1 million, we may, may have a way to mitigate taxes by as much as 37% starting day one. Very, very cool stuff we can do. Definitely something to get excited about. I'm so excited. That is impressive. From now on, when I date guys, I'm going to start asking them, so how much of your taxes can you lower, big boy? Always the opportunist. <laughs> For every $1 million, what does that 37% mean in dollar amounts? That's $371,000 potentially on day one on your taxes. Awesome. Oh, keep going here. Keep spilling the beans. What else you got? So some of the strategies may involve creating specific trusts, either to move money out of your control of the individual and maybe into a beneficiary's name or for a charity. Okay. Give me more. What else? 
Well, there's another expression called lift that we have in our industry. It's called basically leveraging life insurance as a financial tool in order to use that life insurance, not for the death benefit, although you do get that advantage, but to also help you while you are alive and grow the assets tax-free. This stems from something called Article 7702 of the tax code. And in my educated guess, I would think this probably stems from the life insurance industry having powerful lobbyists on Capitol Hill. That's funny. When I think of life insurance, I think, okay, I die. Cash goes to my family. They're rich. Good for them. I'm dead. Well, it sucks for me. <laughs> and that's probably what most people think about life insurance. Right. There are several instruments that we can utilize to help our high net worth clients Things like uh, IULs, private placement life insurance, okay. uh, a lot of things you probably wouldn't know unless you actively sought them out. Mm-hmm. We have an instrument where using life insurance, we can use leverage like a bank to build retirement plans over time down the line for business executives and small business owners. The caveat here is you have to be an accredited investor and be in good health to take advantage of some of these opportunities. Also, we don't promise success overnight. This is a strategy for the long haul, almost like a marriage. Aw, that's kind of sweet. I think you just turned off a significant chunk of your listening audience when you mentioned the M word, but not me. I would hope it would be for only those people who are in a bad marriage or went through a divorce. True. The point is you have to stick with it. Got it. Nothing happens overnight without a great amount of risk or patience. We do not promise overnight riches. We don't promise overnight get-rich schemes in any way, shape, or form. Our goal is to build wealth the slow and sure way and help the taxes ease slowly and surely for the most part. Wow, you're on fire. I'm taking notes like a madman over here. Okay, what else you got? For high net worth investors, we have ways to help them where they can invest in a community. These are newer strategies that came out as recent as the Trump administration. Okay, great stuff. But to be honest here, I'm starting to feel a tad overwhelmed and my head might implode. I'm going to apologize for the mess now if that happens, if there's something oozing out of my ears. It's a lot. And that's why we offer a dedicated session where we can give you an online or in-person outline of some of the strategies before we do anything. Ooh, makes sense. Sign me up. Another thing to keep in mind is there's a saying in our industry. That saying is the tax code is written in pencil, not ink, meaning Congress loves to change the tax code. Everything I'm telling you now could be completely irrelevant a year from now, depending on who's in the office. To give you an example of what I mean here, in December of 2019, we went through one of the biggest overhauls in the tax code we've seen in years called the SECURE Act. Now, this was overshadowed by the pandemic. What wasn't? Well, it was insane. I mean, the good news is it would push back the required age where people have to take their RMDs, the required minimum distributions out, meaning by law, whether you want to or not, you have to take out money from your retirement accounts. And this usually started, well, it did start at 70 and a half years of age. They pushed it back to 72. The finance industry just loves their acronyms. What are RMDs again? Wait. Remind my dummies? Run my dishwasher? Required minimum distributions, but you were close. Oh, so close. <laughs> See, the IRS requires people with qualified accounts like a 401k, an IRA, 
to take money out of their accounts, whether they want to or not, so it can be taxed. You see things very differently than the IRS does. To you, in your IRA account or your 401k, you may see that as a result of your hard work, your blood, sweat, and tears. You exercise discipline. You could have gone and spent that money on the next shiny object, but instead you were dedicated and you put it in your retirement account. But to the IRS, they see that as a loan, right? They say, look, this is money we could have taxed you on, but we didn't. We'll let you hang on to it for now. We'll let you grow it with compounding interest. We'll let you invest it the way you want. But there comes a time when you have to pay the piper. Anytime you give a loan to someone, what has to happen ultimately? You have to pay it back. Right. And that's ultimately what RMDs are. Okay, so that's the good news. So we have more time to grow our money in our 401ks, right? Yes, but the bad news is- I knew is, there was bad news. Yeah, it's always bad news. They get, and look, anytime Congress does something, they'll do something really good over here and not something bad over here. Yeah. The bad news is ultimately they got rid of the stretch IRA. Stretch IRA. Oh, thanks for reminding me to stretch. Is that what a retirement account does before it works out? Want, want, hardly. If you inherited a retirement account from, say, I don't know, your deceased mother or father, in some cases, you were able to take those distributions over the course of your lifetime as if you were them. Very, very cool strategy. By spreading out those distributions, you could parlay that in something amazing, an amazing growth vehicle. And rather than taking it all in one year and get heavily taxed that year, by taking it over time, you were able to grow it significantly and mitigate taxes. But now what's happened, that's gone. And you ultimately have only 10 years to take the money out and liquidate the account. This gave government an overnight windfall of, I would think, trillions of dollars overnight. Oh, man. Bummer. Yeah. So there goes that tax strategy. And that's why you need to keep meeting with your tax attorney or tax advisor or financial advisor, at least annually, to anticipate and be brought up to speed on these things. There's so much to keep up with. It's an ever-evolving situation. That's the exact opposite of my boyfriend where zero evolution is going on. I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> Maybe we can edit that one out. So all of this leads us to the multi-million dollar question. Why is it important to have a tax strategy? Because I hate giving money to the government? Well, besides saving you time, money, and headache, it may also save you unnecessary errors. One of the most common issues that small business owners and investors face is they are just too busy. They're too occupied, too many distractions in life. Whether it's payroll, marketing, legal, compliance issues, they all suck up your time. And by hiring an experienced professional, this is one opportunity to get your time back. Since small business owners and investors are managing day-to-day -day tasks, they can't focus on the long-term financial planning. I'll buy that for a dollar. So long-term financial planning and retirement planning can be very complex. They are tasks that, in fact, most advisors have to use software like Money Guy Pro or eMoney to aid them in, that, in handling that task. Sometimes running something called Monte Carlo simulations to give you various potential outcomes based on these different options or scenarios. Without a tax plan, unnecessary errors may surface during tax season. Do you guys do that? We do indeed. Oh. Planning beforehand may prevent tax errors, such as making a significant purchase at the wrong time or being unable to understand taxes. Most investors only want to pay the amount they owe and not a penny more. Guilty. 
So regardless of your personal views, most business owners will probably agree that putting their hard-earned money into business growth is more important to them than giving it to Uncle Sam. I second that. And I'm not even a business owner. Most business owners we have worked with were shocked when we told them about tax deductions and other provisions. If you aren't knee-deep in it on a day-to-day basis, learning about new strategies that may become available, how could you possibly know how to implement some of these tactics? So knowing how much you are liable for and paying the exact amount required is always a good decision. Word. Also preparing for what-if scenarios is also important. And by having a tax strategy in place, you may be more capable of making solid decisions because you know how much you may owe the government and can plan accordingly. Plus, tax planning may help investors understand how their businesses operate and the impact on their tax obligations. Wow. A lot. So what did we learn today? What are your takeaways? Um, that was a lot. <laughs> so number one, you want to have a plan. Yes. Planning is key. Knowing how much money you are supposed to pay is a good financial decision. That's number two. Knowing how you can pay less is an even better opportunity. However, you have to make sure you work with a financial consultant of some type. A financial advisor may be able to help you navigate the rough seas and weather of taxes and keep your ship safe from a sinking government audit. Oh, is there anything worse than an audit? I think not. Maybe a shipwreck. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, thank you for listening to our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you need help with anything financial related from tax strategy, hint, hint, financial and retirement planning to estate planning, risk management, investing, generating income in retirement, finding ways to not outlive your income, you name it, reach out. We're here to help, glad to help. And if we can't help you, we probably know someone who can. We're very good at connecting people with other people. Yep, what he said. Don't forget to click, subscribe, like, and review us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And of course, subscribe this very second to our podcast. This very second. Do it right now. Hit it. Reach us at the office, 844-242-0073. You can look at our website, wmplainc.com, or even email us. Info at WMPLAinc.com. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. Happy taxing. Stay safe out there. Happy investing, everybody. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator for future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone, and opinions expressed do not take into account your particular situation or objectives. Before acting on any recommendations mentioned, please seek the advice of a qualified tax professional or investment advisor to determine whether it's appropriate for your specific situation. 